Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept yourself some of the money you have received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feats of men who buried your husband are at the door. They will also carry you out. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord, and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sickness to the streets, and laid them down on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then the high priest and his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple's courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. Then, the high priest and his associates arrived. They called together the Sanhedrin and full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jails for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there, so they went back and reported. We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing on the doors, but when we opened them... We found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, 
We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, who you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of those things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, the teacher of the law, who was honoured by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all of his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas, the Galilean, appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles led their Sanhedrin rejoicing, because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day, in the temple courts, and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaimed the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Like Stan Lee in a Marvel movie, the exalted nature of Jesus pops up somewhere in every instalment of the early church. It really is worth dwelling on. Here, we see the apostles declaring that God exalted Jesus to his right hand as prince and saviour, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. Verse 31. The reason God raised Jesus and gave him spirit-distributing power was to give repentance and forgiveness to a nation, and then to nations. Jesus is appointed prince with a purpose, to draw more and more people out of sinful living and to establish them as holy, dwelling in worshipful friendship with their God. This pastoral missionary zeal is the driving motive behind the signs being done by Peter's shadow. Jesus used someone he utterly trusted to demonstrate crazy levels of his power so that tongues would wag and then tongues would repent and then tongues would sing. It wasn't that Jesus was desperate to use a shadow to heal people, as funky as that was. It was that Jesus knew the much forgiven apostle would use the display of power to issue an invitation to receive forgiveness. It was the forgiveness and the friendship that Jesus wanted. It was the same missionary agenda that activated the annihilation of Ananias. As a well-known leader in the Jesus movement, Ananias' deception would spread a disease of disrepute if it wasn't duly dealt with. It wasn't Jesus' spite that killed Ananias. It was a decisive act by the missionary prince to undercut an act that would abort the advance of his mission. So if you want more power, 
Get with the programme. If you want less frustration of your efforts, turn them towards releasing forgiveness and friendship from the exalted Saviour. Exalt Jesus in your mind and put yourself in more positions where he can release repentance to others through you. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey Jesus. Verse 32. Choose just to do what he says. Choose to follow his call to release repentance to people in your life, even to those walking just behind you on whom your shadow happens to fall. Question for reflection. What miracles have you seen Jesus do? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.